Welcome to Raising the Standard, the radio and podcast ministry for the Richmond House of Prayer. We pray the music and the message will be a blessing to you today.
God because I am who he says I am.
Somebody, there's one sitting there who shines brighter than the new day sun. John said they don't need the sun, they don't need the moon in that country because Jesus lights up the city. Come on, somebody, when we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. What a day of rejoicing that's gonna be. Can we sing it just one more time? When we all see Jesus, think about a church, we'll sing and shout the victory. Thank you, Lord. Oh, now let us. Then be true and faithful, trusting, serving every day. Just one glimpse of Him in glory. Well, the toils of life, let's sing that again. Let us then, now let us then be true and faithful, trusting, serving every day. Well, just one glimpse of Him in glory. Will the toils of life repay? Well, well, now when we all get to heaven. Sing it, church. What a day of rejoicing that will be.
rejoicing that will be. You might as well go ahead when we all see Jesus. We'll sing and shout to victory. Come on, Pastor. Well, now onward to the praise before us. Would you do it? Hey, Lonnie, would you come up and help me? You used to lead this song. Some of you older folks, come on, I'm not going to call you by name, especially not you ladies. But come on up here and help me sing when we all get to heaven. Will you do it? Come on, let's have some old-time church. We're old-time people. Can you say amen? Turn around and touch about two or three young people and say this is how we used to do it. Praise God. And we, come on, somebody come right on. Get up here. Well, hallelujah. Well, while we walk the
praise him. Some of you younger folks, come on up here and get in this. Come on up here, some of you younger folks, get in this. Just as soon as the feet strike shine, I'm going to lay down a heavy burden. I'm going to put on the robe in glory. Shout and tell the glad story. As soon as the feet strike Zion, I'm going to lay down my heavy burdens. I'm going to put on the robe in glory. Shout and tell the signature. Just as soon as the feet strike Zion, I'm going to lay down my heavy burdens. I'm going to put on the robe in glory. Shout and tell the Just as soon as the feet strike Zion, I'm going to lay down my heavy burdens. I'm going to put on the robe in glory. Somebody give God a hand clap of praise in here is why they're getting ready to sing this last song. Come on, how many are ready? How many have came in expecting? Man, I love it. I love it. That took me back to my childhood. Every Sunday morning, Pastor Moody used to start off with one out of that green book hymnal. I love it so much. But the Spirit of God is in here. And listen, we've been talking about for the f past few weeks. We've ushered in the presence of God, and when that happens, that doesn't mean it's time to stop. It's time to go deeper. Come on. How many want to experience, continue to experience something supernatural? I believe God is moving in here right now. Somebody in here today has got something in their life. You're facing one of those demons that Sister Moody's talking about. And I believe this morning that we can run that devil back to hell where he came from. 
And I believe right now that the Spirit of God is wanting to do something special. Come on, the Spirit. how many believe? I don't want just one or two. I want everybody in this building because when the Bible says when we come in in one mind and one accord, that's when things change. Do not stop. Do not get comfortable. I don't care if we sing something from 100 years ago or something that came out last week. I just want the Spirit of God to move in this house this morning. Come on, somebody continue to push through. We've talked about experiencing God in the waiting. Who cares if it's awkward? Who cares if it's different? God is wanting to move. God is healing right now. And I want everyone in this house to continue to focus on what God is wanting to do this morning. Church, let's lift those hands and give him glory. He's worthy, he's worthy. I believe there's even more for us, church. I know exactly what time it is, but he's still worthy to receive blessing and glory and honor. So don't get tired on us now just before we sing how worthy he is. Oh, you're worthy, Jesus. We give you glory, Lord.
said by that hospital bed you were worthy thank you Lord but she could barely catch her breath you are worthy after all those tears were shed you were worthy I'll never stop singing your praise no I'll never stop singing your praise and in the blessing and the You are. 
that life-changing things can happen. And uh, I really don't know what to do with this other than some things I heard in my spirit. Sister Moody said something to me a while ago. Some folks had jerked out their handkerchiefs and were waving. And she said, in the race, in the car race, when they're getting ready to do the last lap, they pull out the white flag. Maybe she said that it hit my spirit. <laughs> we could be in the last lap. This is a visitation. I don't know, but it might be the last one. Have your way, I mean, it, it could not be, but it might be the last one before he says that's it. And that trumpet sounds. And all of a sudden, the graves open and the dead and Christ get up, and the rest of us are changed in a blink of an eye. 
and something called the rapture happens. This could be the last time God comes by. In Revelation, he gave his last invitation, recorded in print. He said, and the spirit and the bride say, come and whosoever will, let him come and drink the water of life freely. And uh, I read a scripture this week and I'm just gonna share it right now. I, I'm not gonna preach, I don't guess, I don't know, but I'm just gonna say this, y'all just stay where you are. But I was reading in the Song of Solomon and the Song of Solomon is, it's a love story, it's a courtship. And it has to do with the King Solomon finding a little Shulamite girl who was from the poor regions, who was not anybody to be desired as far as the hierarchy went. And in that day, the women, the fairer of the skin, the lighter of the skin, that you know, their bodies were shielded, protected. They were considered more beautiful. But this little Shulamite said, I took care of my father's vineyard and didn't take care of mine. I was out in the sun and I was working those vineyards and pruning those vines and picking that fruit. That sun turned me dark. In one place she said, I'm black. And that's, that's not a racial thing. She's just saying, I'm, I've become dark and unattractive is what that was the mindset with kings and to be called to a harem. But all of a sudden Solomon, who represents Jesus, saw this unworthy, what everybody thought was unattractive and he fell head over heels for her. I mean, he's glad he fell head over heels for you. Look at somebody and say, I know he loves you, but I'm his favorite. Just tell him that. He, he loves me. He went gaga over me. He fell head over heels for me. And so in the Song of Solomon, you have this long courtship, this whole process. And they say things that don't sound very attractive. I mean, if, uh, if ladies, if a guy looked at you and said, your teeth are like a flock of sheep coming down the side of the mountain, you'd probably think you're a weirdo. But that was his way of saying you're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And when Jesus found us in our sins, probably what the world would have used to describe us was not very attractive, but Jesus called us his beloved. And he said, I want you to be my bride. And I was reading part of this and it says, he says to her, I am coming to my garden, my sister and my spouse. I have gathered my myrrh and my spice. I've eaten my honeycomb with the honey. I've drunk my wine and my milk. Oh, friends, drink, yea, drink abundantly, oh, beloved. You know what he was saying? I've had it all the, all the stuff that was supposed to make me feel great, but now I've come to your door. He's come to her house, and it's in the night. This, this gets a little, a little passionate, but that's all right. We're grown-ups here. And she said, I sleep, but my heart wakes. It's the voice of my beloved. He's knocking, and he's saying, open to me, my sister, my love, my dove, my undefiled, for my head is filled with dew, and my locks drop with the drops of the night. And she said, but... I have put off my coat. How shall I put it on? I have washed my feet. How shall I defile them? In other words, I've went to bed. I, I'm sleeping. My, my beloved put his hand by the hole of the door, which in our terminology would be the doorknob. And my, my, my bowels, my insides were moved for him. My heart yearned for him. I rose up to open the door. I waited. I, I, I waited a little bit, maybe too long. When I rose up to open the door to my beloved, and my hands dropped with myrrh. 
and my fingers with the sweet smelling myrrh upon the handles of the lock. And you know what she was saying? He was there in his fragrance. His anointing was everywhere. How many knows his anointing is everywhere this morning? The myrrh, the honey, the aloe, it's dropping, it's dripping. Brittany, he's here. And if we just reach out. I don't understand this, but I'm just telling you, if you just reach out and touch him, oh, you can taste him and handle him and smell him. He's here, praise God. She said, I opened to my beloved, but now he had withdrawn himself. He was gone. My soul failed while, I, while he spake, and I sought him, but I could not find him. I called him, but he gave me no answer. The watchmen went out about the city, and they found me. And this little girl says, they smote me. I was out after hours. It was indecent in their culture. They wounded me, and the keepers of the walls, they, they ripped off my veil. It seemed like it was hopeless. Amen. And she began to tell the daughters of the city. And she said, I want to tell you what he looks like. And they said, what, what is he more than anybody else? And she said, he's the one that my soul longs for. Jeremiah said, when you get hungry for him and you seek him with your heart, he'll be found with you. But how many times have people sat in a presence like this and all of a sudden they decided later I'll go to him but when they got up I can smell where he's been but he's not here now I can't find him now the good news is in the end she does find him actually he comes for her and I remember as a boy probably about 14 my dad had got saved in a Pentecostal church and that was new to our family I went to that church one night and the Holy Ghost got in the hold of my heart and I went to the altar and I saw him, I felt him, I touched him. I don't know what happened, but somehow I got away. I didn't follow through. I remember one night laying in that little twin bed in the upstairs room of that old house at 315 North Colorado Avenue in Indianapolis. The houses, the close shotgun houses, you could stand sticky arms house. That's how close it was. Just poor living. And I'm laying in that bed one night and the Beatles have come over here and they're singing She Loves You, Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. And I want to hold your hand. And I bought a pair of Beatles shoes and had bangs. Looked like the rest of them. Laying there in that bed. And all of a sudden His glory came in that room and He stood at the foot of my bed. I'll never forget this. I saw just the white figure of Him and he said, don't defile yourself with this because I've got my hand on you. Yeah. Yeah. Listen. Yes. I walked away from that. Got drafted in the army during the Vietnam War. Drinking liquor, living crazy. Got married. It's a wonderful wife. Had beautiful children but I'd lost him my life was a wreck my wife was saving money to divorce me I was about to, I lived in a new house driving a new car about to lose everything because of who I became because I lost him but when I was 25 years old I 
was in a little church one night and I smelled him. You're not hearing me. I said I smelled him. I, I felt him. I, all of a sudden I started to taste him again. He came back for me. several times. What are you going to do about the fragrance? You smell it. You feel it. How many, how many can say there's something different here today? It's the Lord. He's worthy of praise, of worship. He's worthy of your heart, of your life, young people. I told some a young man the other night over at Winchester was up shouting. He was about 15 years old and he got up and testified about preached. And after the service, I hugged him and I said, son, let me tell you something. I said, I'm an old preacher that believes when you give God your youth, he pays a special premium on your life. And I told him about Joseph and I told him about Daniel. And I told him about those young men that wouldn't bend or bow or burn. Come on, somebody. And they became the leaders of a great kingdom because they gave God their youth. And, and so young people, this is when you... When you're in this, it's not a time to wonder what somebody else is going to say. What does that matter? It's our beloved, and he's at the door. And you can smell him, you can taste him, you can feel him. And it's time to say yes to Jesus. This week, Jerry Lee Lewis died. How many know who Jerry Lee Lewis was? He was a great old rock and roller saying, goodness gracious, great balls of fire back in the 60s. But before that, when he was a teenage boy and World War II was going on, him and his cousins, Jimmy Swaggart and Mickey Gilly, were in that little Pentecostal church in Faraday, Louisiana. And one night, Jerry Lee Lewis, filled with the Holy Ghost, about 13 or 14, stood up and prophesied and said, World War II will end shortly because two bombs are going to be dropped that nobody's ever heard of that are going to end the war. Now, he was not in tune with anybody from in, in top secret places. He was in tune with God, and they dropped two atomic bombs. Nobody knew what they were on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and the Japanese surrendered the next week. Are you hearing me? And World War II, Normandy invasion hit, and it was over, and a 13-year-old boy prophesied it. But he walked away from that to sing great balls of fire and become a rock and roll hall of famer and later a country music hall of famer. I think the only artist ever be inducted into both. But what's that mean when you've lived your life outside and away from your beloved? He got saved in the end and he'll be he'll make it. But think of all that he could have done for all those years. It's time. Are you hearing me? Our beloved's at the door. How many believe that? Can I can I just, Nick, I don't know what to do with this, but I just feel like telling somebody, come on. I feel like telling young people, come on. I feel like telling middle-aged people, just come on to Jesus. Why don't you just come right now? Our beloved's here. If you feel it, why don't you just get up right now from where you are and say, I'm coming to him. I'm going to the door. I'm not going to lay in the bed any longer in slumber. I'll not get up and say, I'm too late. Come on, somebody help me. I'm going to come right now. I want them to sing some more. Will you everybody stand? 
And if you need to come, will you come right now? Come right now. I need to come to my beloved. I need to, maybe you need to rededicate yourself. Step back to your calling. Maybe you need to step back to the anointing. Step back to the Holy Ghost. Whatever it is, you come on. That's it, come on. Come on, come on, come on. Shut the door,
hope you enjoyed this message today. Our church is located off Barnes Mill Road at 330 Mule Shed Lane, Richmond, Kentucky. We have two services on Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. Our 11 a.m. service is live streamed on Facebook. Children's church services are also available at the 11 a.m. service. On Wednesday, we have kids ministry beginning at 6.30 p.m. with adult services held at 7 p.m. in the sanctuary. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Have a blessed day.